Hi, this is Dan Claskins. Thanks for tuning in to the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. This podcast in particular is one that I hope will help you in your draft season. It's our Fantastics Draft Plan. James Adams and I went off the cuff in real time in a 12-round, two-team mock draft earlier this week. It was awesome to get inside our heads as we made pick-by-pick pick on what led to those decisions. Unfortunately, as we were recording the podcast during Monday night, the Monday night preseason game between the Saints and the Jaguars had some key things happen in it. Namely, the season-ending injury to rookie running back Travis Etienne after he suffered a Liz Frank foot injury. Now, that said, James Robinson was one of the players that we discussed and ended up on James' team during this draft and went a few rounds later than he likely will today. Robinson, with ETN down, figures to enter back into RB1 range, and we'll see his ADP value skyrocket as we head closer to the 1st of September. In addition, Marquez Callaway lit it up that night with a big game for the Saints and also looks like one of the biggest ADP risers of the week after pulling in five catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns in the Saints' win. Adam Troutman, another player in this game, did suffer a leg injury and was carted off the field. It looks like he's going to avoid a serious injury. But again, putting some context before you listen to this next 30 minutes plus of our Fantastics Draft Plan, that some of these things happen after we actually record it. So sit back and enjoy. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did doing it. And now, we'll go on to Episode 8 of the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. We're back with another episode here of the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. Dan Claskins, James Adams, breaking it down for you, getting you ready for your fantasy drafts, getting you ready to win in 2021. That's what we're all about here at Fantastics Insider Football. Insiderfootball.com. That's where you can get the tool to do it. That's the Insider, uh, excuse me, the Fantastics Draft Advisor, a free trial over there. You can also check out our deal with Thrive Fantasy. A $20 deposit gets you all of our tools for this year for free. Check it out on the sign-up page. And we'll get right to it over there on insiderfootball.com. While you're there, you can check out all the episodes we've done. This is the eighth episode. We've already looked at a lot of things that could help you prepare for your drafts. And they're all available on demand and wherever you listen. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, to name a few. And James, today, we're going to dive right in. We're having a little two-man mock draft. As if we hadn't had enough drafts. Today, we're talking the Fantastics draft plan here in episode eight. We're both picked opposite spots of the draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. You did a similar type of format with our guy, John Bosch, which is where I got the idea. Let's set it up for folks. Let's tell them a little bit of the overview here of our 12-team drafts and how we're going about it. So basically what we've done is assigned ourselves a draft pick. And at that point, you can have any player that's available by ADP from that draft pick in round one. Round two, we're going to give ourselves a little leeway. Say a guy could fall to us one pick. Same with round three. So we can pick one one, one spot ahead of the draft slot we would have in ADP, saying we get lucky there. Then we, we fudge it up a little bit to the rounds four through six, where you get a little bit more leeway in what would fall to you by the time we get to round seven and beyond. Anything in that round is fair game, because that's kind of fair with the way drafts play out. And it boiled down to uh, if anyone got in the Kaleidoscope League with John Bosch, I jumped in there. And uh, the idea was to kind of mix up everything from best ball to 
DFS where everyone had an opportunity to get every player in the player universe, but it had to fit a build and also a season long setup where there's like, it's mostly more like a best ball dynasty kind of thing. But anyway, you, you, everyone had an opportunity to get any player. You had a first round pick. You could take any one player in the first round, second round, third round, beyond, beyond guys did trades and you know, whatever. So it's a great concept. It's cool. league. I love John Bosch. It always has the fun leaks, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Good dude hangs out locally at my pool with me when he's not on a beach somewhere. So, and it's funny. All of us live in the same little city here, James. It is very funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> either way, either way, you know what's great is like we're going to do this a little bit for fun now. We're going to dig out our Fantastics Draft Advisor to help use us and make some of these decisions as well. And you should use it for some of your decisions. That's what's great is the advisor tells you in real time as positions and players go off the board, it readjusts the rankings and, and really – tells you, hey, this is the guy you need to get now based off of the players available in your league scoring, which is very, very unique. It's very diverse in its stuff. And let's dive into this draft, James. You have selected the fourth hole. I'm going to pick nine. We're going to do 12 teams. It's going to snake. So you're basically going to pick first up at pick one, four. Now, again, you cannot take, and we're going to pull out this half point PPR uh, ADP over at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, just because it was best ball and we had it up from the last episode. So we're, we're going to continue to use it and match it up against the blended ADP, the six different ADP sources in our Fantastics best ball and the Fantastic draft position, which is where our software based off this scoring system tells us about it. So we're only going to go 12 rounds today and really talk about what's in our head when we make these picks in this format. And James, we're going to assume for the sake of this draft, that Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara are all off the board, my friend, and you're on the clock. I can't see any reason why I won't take Derrick Henry here. And full point PPR, I found myself fading him a little bit and reaching for that next guy in the ADP, which is Ezekiel Elliott. I think you got to go running back here when you're given this pick. I'm not ready, especially in a half point PPR, to make the move at wide receiver. So give me what is quite possibly the safest pick in the first round. And if he caught the ball a little bit more, we'd probably consider him as the first pick overall. And in standard leagues, I don't know. He might be worth that first pick overall. It's Derrick Henry, right? I mean, we're projecting him to have a monster season once again. We're projecting him for 1,900 rushing yards. The offense, is it runs through him as it always has. And you know what? Touchdowns are what win you in fantasy. Derrick Henry scores touchdowns, so... I'll take DH number one on my team, number four overall. I'm going with Aaron Jones as my pick at 1-9, James. And the reason, a lot of the things you said there, but I'll tell you what, I've gobbled up some early first-round shares of Jones in some pretty big-money leagues recently. And the reason why is because I'm a firm believer. I mean, he averaged an impressive 5.5 yards per carry last last season, which you know is obviously good. I know a lot of people were concerned, some inconsistencies, those monster blow-up games. But with Jamal Williams gone, I think A.J. Dillon gets the role there. Looking inside the Fantastics tool, you know his blended ADP of 202, but his FDP, Fantastics draft position, is half-point PPR, is 108. This is exactly the spot I think uh, I would love to get Jones. I don't think he should last to the ninth pick, but he did here in this ADP that we're using. So I'm going to start with the Packers running back at pick one nine. And then as we go to the second round, because you're in the four hole, I'm the nine hole, we're flipping spots. So now we're moving into the second round and James, we're both going in the second round. We've got a running back on the board. We got our RB one here. Now, if this was a PPR and if I started more than just a couple receivers, I might 
really impact how I have my strategy for these next few rounds compared to this league where we've set it up with just a couple starting receivers, a couple starting running backs, a flex. It's a half point PPR. It's a whole different approach we might take in these next few rounds. And that's why understanding your league scoring, your league starting lineup, such an important thing in the way you approach these early rounds. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you, if you don't know how many guys you have to start, like all you have to do is look at the Kentucky fantasy football state championship, dude, where we go and, and you start three receivers and you can flex a fourth. And so many people are like, okay, it's a full point PPR with that starting lineup. I'm going to get four receivers. Now, if you go to the setup we have, I bet you a lot of those very astute, good drafters would not do that in this setup we have because it's only a half point PPR. You're only going to start two instead of three. So, I mean, knowing the way you draft, I mean, it could be as simple as saying, look at the difference between a, a super flex and a, and a non super flex league, and you will see a drastic difference on that board. It could be as simple as saying that, but you you must know your the way you board drafts. And to be honest, if you miss a player or two because you you were thinking full point PPR or what have you. I mean, that can make the difference in, you know, you made the wrong decision that ends up being a catastrophic decision for your team later. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think as we get into the fourth pick of the the thing here is we both have a running back and looking at the what's available here in the ADP. I mean, if I'm on the swing, we get it all the time on the show, James. Oh, what do I, I got the 12th pick. Uh, what do I do with those first two picks? I go running back, running back, running back, receiver, you got to know the board and you, there's not a straight answer, but when I'm just looking at the ADP data now, again, here in round two, we have to be within one pick or later of the data. So I am picking here with the 13th pick of the draft. And even though it's, uh, even though it is half point PPR here, uh, I strongly consider going receiver. I will, but I can't pass up Antonio Gibson, James, who falls to me falls to me there at pick 2-4 to put him along with Aaron Jones. And, you know, that to me is very tempting. But it's like, man, if I go Gibson, what's going to be there in round three? So I have to take the best player on the board and worry about running back later. And as much as I'm buying into Gibson's upside and what's going on with everything, the Fantastics Draft Advisor is not as high on Gibson as they are on some of these other pieces. And the guy that they're really high on and is screaming value here, and I was already sort of thinking about it, is Calvin Ridley. I like Calvin Ridley. I like him as the third best receiver on the board right now, and that's exactly where the Draft Advisor ranks him. And if I can get him with Aaron Jones, that is the punch that I think I'm going to go with. So I'm going to put the Falcons wide out there, get my wide receiver one off the board, and get a guy I think is going to be an absolutely stud. And for the record, this is starting the same way that my KFFC draft did last night, or I should say Sunday night, and our GSI auction. These are two of my three <laughs> targets I landed. So I don't know what it is, but these guys are resonate with me, so I'll stick to it. But I love the fact of having a stud at each of those positions. I think the running back depth will be there for me in round three. I can't argue with you, and I – Look, I mean, first of all, I love the way you started there because I like Ridley, too. I mean, and I have those two in a dynasty team, and I'm the favorite. I'll tell you that straight off the boot. It's also the one with Dak and Deshaun that we talked about yesterday. I may need a quarterback, though, but that's another point, Dan. I like that start quite a lot. And I look now where I'm sitting. Basically, my first available player per this ADP would be player 20 which means I sat there and watched DeAndre Hopkins and DK Metcalf go off the board right before I had a chance to attack wide receiver. 
And now, per the ADP, the best wide receiver is A.J. Brown. Well, guess what, Dan? I can't take him. I got Derrick Henry. I'm not starting Titan Titan, right? Just can't do it. Not going to happen. So that eliminates him. I would take Justin Jefferson. I would take a tight end. Or I would take Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here. I think that I want to take tight end here because I like Darren Waller and George Kittle. But maybe one of them falls to me in the next round. So I'm going to pass it. I wouldn't. And that's the way I would approach this. You haven't been passing on Waller in any other league I've seen you in. Well, that was a PPR league, first of all, full point. And that was also an auction league. I know you've not just that league. I mean, you've got him in a lot of leagues. I've been watching you. He was my stud on the tight end episode. So trust me, it's hard for me to pass him here. But I think I'm going to do it. And I think I'm going to do it for Clyde Edwards Hilaire because I truly believe, as I talked about in the last uh, podcast we did, that. He missed that offseason. I think this is a great value here. He's the 18th player on the board that I'm looking at in our fantastic software. And he's like borderline wide, or I'm sorry, wide receiver. Running back one. If I can get two guys that I think have high end running back one upside, and I think in the Andy Reid offense, Clyde Edwards Lair has that, I'll start my team with that. I'll figure out receiver later, especially as you say, in this setup where we only have to start two. Yeah, it is interesting. It definitely is a different animal and how you approach things. But I like the way you're looking. You, you went running back, running back and half point PPR. You got two studs. You know, I, I split it up. So now we go into round three, James, with two RBs on the board. You're hoping one of them tight ends fall. Not sure if they did or not, but you might get a receiver there. What are you doing? Well, per our, our setup here, and obviously it's a little bit cheating because I knew who would be there. Uh, <laughs> George Kittle would be the first player that is available to me. And I've been taking tight end all season in the top six or seven rounds. I really have found that I like having a tight end that I can just plug and play and not worry about it. And it doesn't mean they're always going to be the right play, but it, it means that you just, you, there's not a person that you have in, in, in behind in your roster because it's just not right roster construction. George Kittle's that guy for me. Am I worried about him staying healthy? Sure. But George Kittle's a beast, right? I mean, this is the guy that he made tight end being fun again. He not that it ever wasn't fun. Those are animals out there on the field. But George Kittle, on top of all that, that that I would love to have on my team to cheer for, is the number one target in that San Fran offense. If it ends up being Trey Lance, who's quarterback, well, what do they do? They lean on the big guy, the tight end. And George Kittle screams value when I look at the fantastic software here. He's supposed to go off the board in round two ahead of Darren Waller. We have him neck and neck. Literally, uh, I had that's hard to do math. Nine fantasy points for the season separates the two. So we like him a lot, but George Kittle has that upside. So give me George Kittle here, and I guess I'll be fine a wide receiver later. Yes. Yeah, so George Kittle, Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, a nice nucleus. The boards moved down to me here at pick three nine. So I've got. I'm looking at Calvin Ridley and Aaron Jones as my base. At this point of the draft, the three tight ends are off the board for me. I'm, it's too early to go quarterback in my brain. I could look at it in the next round or two, though, if I don't like things there. But, James, this is the point of the draft. Do I want to go running back? Do I want to go receiver? Looking and trying to project what's going to be there in the next round, right? Because right now I've got, you know, pick three nine. So, essentially – you know, we're what, 33 picks into the draft. By the time I pick my fourth four, you know, suddenly we're 40 picks into the draft. So 
I think there's a lot more receivers I like than running backs in this range, but are there elite receivers left? Because right now the best on the board, you know, it's hard for me to decipher. Is it Mike Evans? Is it Tyler Lockett? Is it Cooper Cup? Is it Chris Godwin? Is it DJ Moore? I only need a wide receiver too, but I need an RB1. But all that said, you know, as I look at the board and what's there, this is a tough spot to be in for me, honestly, but I can reach up one pick in ADP. And guess who fell to me, James? A guy we love here at Fantastics as well, Mr. Robert Woods. I'm going to take him as my wide receiver too. I thought he'd go a pick earlier, but he got to me here at pick 33. And as tempted as I was with the running backs, I think Woods is a guy that uh, really fits my bill here. And I'm going to have to see what's going to come on with my RB2 strategy later. But luckily for me, later is with 4.4. So again, looking at pick 40. And again, you know, what do I want to do here at running back? Because now I'm going to go running back, right? David Montgomery just went off the board in front of me. Uh, But you know what? Actually, he didn't. I'm looking at my rules here. And in round four, we can go three picks up. That's correct, Amundo. Yeah. So I got lucky. People reached. David Montgomery, James, is going to fall to me here in round four. And that's pretty late. He probably won't last 4-4 out there. But in this draft, he's going to by a rule. So I'm going to take it. And why do I like him as an RB2? One word, brother. Volume. I get it. Damian Williams is there. Tariq Cohn may come back. They've got other players and weapons in the offense. If Justin Fields gets a job, he's going to be running. So it might not be as good as it was, but you know what? It was pretty good last year, especially down the stretch. Six quality starts in eight games in that second half and basically winning fantasy owners championships. If he were, you're lucky enough to get him in round four as your RB2, I'll take it. So I've got Jones. I've got Ridley. I've got Woods. I've got Montgomery. Two of each. That's your pick. You're on the clock at 4-9. Well, once again, Dan, I have a teammate problem. Or maybe I don't. I've gotten some Julio Jones in our high-stakes leagues already this year, and per the rules of our draft here, he would be the first player available to me. But much like I couldn't take A.J. Brown because I have Derrick Henry, I'm not going to take Julio Jones either. And we've talked about this a little bit on the program, uh, both doing the podcast and the radio show on SiriusXM, is sometimes I find myself not picking a player that's close to other players I like because they have other pieces of their offense I like later. Like, it's been Joe Mixon more that I've avoided because I might want one of the Bengals receivers later, and he's in a blob of running backs that fit here. But this Derrick Henry pick, Dan, has now become problematic. And while I did cheat a little bit looking at how my 2-3 turn would go, I didn't really look at the whole board as we set this up. So it's it's bit, bitten me again, or maybe it doesn't, because maybe it allows me to just go elsewhere I really like the value of Daryl Henderson that's staring at me in the face, uh, Darrell Henderson. But I've already got two running backs and a tight end. So I kind of have to go receiver here, don't I? I, I would think imagine. so. I, I think do. so. I think I do. And so now I'm looking at either DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, all guys that I would be more than happy to have on my team. I want to take the Bengal, Dan. I want to be a homer. But DJ Moore's the guy in his offense. He's got back-to-back 1,100-plus receiving uh, seasons. That team, you know, maybe that defense got a little better, and that could be a problem. We don't know exactly how he's going to correlate with DJ Moore. or I'm sorry, Sam Darnold under center. But DJ Moore has proven it to me now here. Three years in a row, he's been rock solid. So I'm going to take him as my wide receiver one. It's not ideal to have him as your wide receiver one, but when you take a high-end tight end like I did in George Kittle, that's the price you pay. 
Yeah. I mean, I can get behind it. So who, who did you land on again? DJ Moore is yeah, who I went DJ with. Moore. I wanted to take T Higgins, but the, the fantasy, uh, the, you know, the, the, the fantastic, yeah, the fantastic software Sometimes guided that, the, me away. Like the draft advisor, that might be its most useful thing is to get you away from being a homer because you're like, oh, he's way too far down. I can't go on him. It didn't stop me from overbidding on Tyler Boyd the other day, but either way. And that's an auction league with keepers. So, I mean, I give you a little pass there. Yeah. In terms of what we've got going on at my pick, so I've got two running backs, two receivers. I haven't reached for a tight end or quarterback yet, but now's the chance, James. If I want to go early on one of those positions, the two players I'm looking at right here as I get to the back end of round five, right? Well, you or, better let me make my round five pick, Dan. I know I got up oh, to go to dude, the bathroom I tried and to get skip shots. You. My bad. I forgot it was a snake. I forgot I was, was get, a... I was getting shots, dude, right? I mean, one of them's for you, and now you're going to skip my draft pick. That's hilarious. That's painful. Uh, let me make my fifth pick. And here is an absolutely um, ideal point to knowing ADP and using it to your advantage. I couldn't have taken DJ Moore with the pick I'm about to take. But if I'm not mistaken here, Dan, one Adam Thielen just barely – actually, no, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He is the first person available to me because he would have been the first pick in round 5.1. Now, to be fair, if he was not still there, I might consider quarterback myself and Josh Allen, who's staring me in the face. But an opportunity to get Adam Thielen here, I don't even care if they have the same bye weeks. I won't even look because it doesn't matter to me that much. He screams value. He's actually high, higher rated in this setup than one DJ Moore. But I use the ADP and the draft board to my advantage here by knowing, and that by knowing, I, I mean hoping for most people when you're actually drafting, that Adam Thielen will fall to me. And I'm all of a sudden really in love with the way I started my team. Aren't you always? I mean, yes, duh. <laughs> who isn't? Well, sometimes people aren't. Let's face it. I mean, uh, it definitely could be different for some than others. But so resetting your team right now, let's go through it just so everybody's on the same. You got Henry, you got Hilary, you got Kittle, you got more. And now with the fifth pick, you had it. Adam Thielen. Adam freaking Thielen. So there you go. You've, it's PP, or half point PPR, but those 10 touchdowns are what you're hoping for again, as you said. So now transitioning back to what I was talking about before I tried to skip your pick because I forgot <laughs> it was a snake. I'm picking here with 57 overall with pick 5.9. I've already got two running backs, two receivers. I haven't got that tight end or quarterback yet. So if I'm looking at this point, there's still some high-end guys there on my board. We got J Lamar Jackson, the best quarterback available according to ADP with Kyler Murray having already gone since I last picked. TJ Hawkinson, a guy that I definitely covet at tight end, James. And you know I like paying up for tight end at this year. I missed out on the big three. And, you know, Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts, it's like one of those guys there. I like Hawkinson over uh, Andrews. It's pretty close inside the Fantastics draft advisor. Um, and it's pretty close in their true ADP. But, again, there's a couple of them still there. Now, Kyle Pitts is also still here, I believe. And the problem is, nope, he's gone. He's out of the mix. He was gone. Yeah, he's gone. But it's all right because I got Calvin Ridley. I couldn't consider him anyway. So, therefore, uh, do I wait on tight end and focus on quarterback? Do I go that other receiver? James, a guy we've been talking a lot about I really like is Jerry Judy. I think I'm going to mm. go with him as my wide receiver three here at pick 5'9". And, you know, sleep like a baby because he – He's, this is a guy with high draft pedigree that's going to make a big splash 
It's really about the quarterback situation there. We talked about him in our last episode, ADP riser. I think he's in here. He's in here. It's a half point PPR. I could go some running backs. I got some running back sleepers to pull out later. And with my next pick, with my next pick here at pick six, four, which again, now we are what? 64 picks into the draft, but Mm -hmm. in the sixth round, I'm allowed to go up three picks. So guess who, guess who snuck to me there, James, the tight end I wanted anyway. TJ Hawkinson. I'm going to nail him down there at pick six, four. He falls to me and I got it anyway. So now I got three stud receivers. I got Aaron Jones, Montgomery and Hawkinson. I love this start as well. Back to you with pick six, nine. Well, you're lucky Jerry Judy fell to you because if Adam Thielen didn't fall to me, he wasn't going to make it to you. I'll tell you that right now. And I love that this has not only become an exercise in building a great team, but manipulating the rules to the furthest extent that we possibly can, <laughs> uh, which, hey, you know what I mean? You, you play by the rules that are presented for you. And I kind of think I'm about to do the same thing, Dan, because I'm still sitting here wanting to make that homer pick of Tyler Boyd, who sits in front of me. But I also want to take a chance at the upside that is Dak Prescott when This is about the end of the tier of QBs that I'm willing to spend up on if I'm going to spend up on QB and not wait and build later in the draft. So quite honestly now, this is a in-the-moment decision that I would be stuck with on the draft board that I'm also stuck with here. Where do I go? The fan in me wants to say Tyler Boyd, but I'm going to say Dak Prescott. The reason I'm going to go Dak Prescott is, yeah, I'm concerned about a little injury going on here. Um, Not a little injury. I mean, really, it's a combo coming off the ankle and then also dealing with the shoulder. But it's it's a value here in round six with big upside. So I'm going to go Dak Prescott, a player that should have been 51 off the board, according to the Fantastics draft advisor. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think Dak is a good player here. I mean, he has been hurt, but, I mean, you got a nice build. You got a a quarterback with some upside, one of the elite tight ends. You've got your two stud running backs. The receiving core more in Thielen, is it going to be enough? When you get that elite tight end, you sort of sacrifice that wide receiver one. And I think, you know, time will tell. Will that work out for you, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, and those those are the, sometimes you go after one of those big three tight ends, James. That's what you have to do. So you've got to hit on these receivers. I think it's the key to your team so far. So now you're up to pick seven, four. You've got mm-hmm. a quarterback. You've got your two receivers, a tight end, and a running back. You really can go any direction because these next, uh, you know, basically we're only going 12 rounds here. So the next six picks, it's all for fun, man. Well, it's all for fun, but it's also for the bye weeks. It's for the injury replacement. Why so. is it that we're halfway through this and I feel like there's a wager coming on now? I feel like <laughs> there's another six pack of our favorite craft beer on coming on the line on this somehow. Well, wait a minute. Now, you have Hawkinson on your team, right? Yes. So I've got some high-stakes teams where I want you to do good in this challenge here because <laughs> I've got some Aaron Jones-Hawkinson builds myself with some some good paper We're talking a six-pack of beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to buy you a six-pack of beer and celebrate over this team when it beating my team if it means other things. But I'm going to add a player here that I think is going to be a steal right here. Uh, he's definitely a player that the Fantastics Draft Advisor would say you should take right around the start of round seven, and I'm going to go ahead and jump on him. It's Juju Smith-Schuster. Ben's moving up the board. We like all of his receivers. I'll get what I believe to be the cheapest one here in the ADP, a player that, by the way, was 
like a top five receiver in fantasy drafts a couple of years ago. The kid's still young. You got to remember, he didn't. He wasn't even 21 when he hit the NFL. So he's only 24 years old. I'm going to believe in the growth of the offense, the resurgence of the health in Ben Roethlisberger, and I'll hope that I get something much closer to the 2018 Juju than the 2019-2020 Juju. Time will show, but as a wide receiver three, I kind of like taking guys like this in this spot in any draft because the upside, you know, this is like this, the he's not a post-type sleeper because he did come to fruition, but in that same vein. All right, so I'm liking the way the team goes there. Reset it one more time, your whole roster. Let's go uh, Dak Prescott, Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, tight end is Kittle, and then we're flexing Juju Smith-Schuster, and from here on, it's all bench players, baby. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm picking here at 7-9, which is – I had to do some math. I'm busting out the calculator. I'm not going to lie. I'm down to pick 81 on the board here. But we are in round seven, so anywhere in round seven, essentially. So the math's going to get easier. So basically anywhere from 72 on right now in this ADP. Do I go quarterback? I haven't got a quarterback yet. Do I need to go quarterback? There's a better question. I don't think I need to do just yet, James. I've, I like to get a little running back depth that there's still somebody I like, but I'm looking at the running back in this range. This is a half point PPR. And there is a name I really like, and I'm going to go with it. Damian Harris in this format, I think could be a stud this year. I expect Mac Jones sooner rather than later to be this quarterback of this football team. Damian Harris clearly has this job won. I think once Cam Newton's out to not steal all those goal line touches as much later in the season, the touchdowns will be his as my RB three. I'll take it in round seven, nine. And then at eight, four, because I waited on quarterback a little longer. And, you know, again, in round eight, I could take anybody that fits the bill from round seven and on. So I need to go 84 or over. And you know what? I just missed out, James. I missed out on Justin Herbert. I missed out on Aaron Rodgers. So he literally, somebody just sniped me. So guess what? I'm not going to go quarterback. I'm going to find another player, another position, another thing to look at. And you know what? Right now it's pretty smooth pickings, but I'm going to go Will Fuller. Uh, another tight end or another wide receiver, I should say. I think Fuller is a guy that he's going to miss week one. I don't like him really in... PPR setups as much as I do in some of these non-PPR, half-point PPR. But a big playability is my fourth receiver. Got three running backs. I'm going to play the waiting game on quarterback. I've already got a tight end. We're only going 12 rounds. I'm not drafting two. We'll put Mr. Fuller on the squad. I can't argue with that. Um, I'm taking a look at this same group of players now, and I suppose Will Fuller is the one of the mix I can't take because, well, it's not a double-copy league. I'm in one of those, but this one's not. Um I could now say, okay, is it time to take a taste of Michael Carter? I could say, does Brandon Cooks fit the bill for me? Because, you know, I think he's a decent grab as like a wide receiver four type of play. Because I think there's going to be balls thrown like the second half on. But I got to go with another running back here, Dan. I like getting a third running back here. That's James Robinson. And I think he's an absolute steal at this spot. The Fantastics Advisor software says he's the next running back off the board after you take Damian Harris. That's the way it should go. Well, that's the way it's going to go for me here is James Robinson. He's, 
first of all, I bet you he's the starter in week one. And, and not only week one, but beyond. I think it's two defined roles. James Robinson may not have all the catching and receiving yardage that he had last year, but I still think he gets plenty of work over ETN. And so I expect James Robinson to pay dividends here. And he should have been picked 6.02 according to the Fantastics draft position. I'm getting him in round eight. That's a steal. Yeah, no doubt about it. James Robinson, what are you going to do at 9-4? Well, I got to do a little math now. I guess that means I'm a, I'm allowed to go player 97 and on. Is that correct? 97 or on, exactly. That's beautiful because I'm going to take a player that I may or may not be taking out of your grasp. I don't know. There's so many players between us, Dan. I can't worry about just trying to beat you in this draft, you know? I'm going to take a stab at Corey Davis in the ninth round here. He's supposed to be pick eight ten off the board per the Fantastic Drafts uh, uh, software. Easy for me to say while I'm trying to get yet another share of Corey Davis. <laughs> I have him all over the place. I like that the noise has been very good lately. He is the first player available to me in this most recent ADP. That number probably continues to go up because he's the wide receiver one on a team that he looks good. The quarterback who's a rookie is looking a little bit better. All of a sudden, Dan, do you love the top of my wide receiver core? You don't. But between Moore, Thielen, Juju, and Davis, I all of a sudden like a build that didn't get a receiver until round four. And that's kind of what I've been doing this year, quite honestly, and more often than not, unless I force myself into an opposite build. Yeah. I like it. I like your build so far. I needed my quarterback and at pick 10 or excuse me, pick nine, nine, I'm just going to go ahead and get it without waiting. I'm getting Tom Brady. Yeah. It doesn't give me that rushing ability, but I love the bucks. I think they're going to repeat this year. I think this offense is explosive. I think Brady could throw 40 touchdowns if he stays healthy. I like him here, James, as my quarterback and the only one I'll draft in this 12 team league. I'm going to follow it up here. Now I'm picking a little bit later. Got to go to pick 108 or later as we get here into the 10th round of the ADP. I've already got four receivers, just three running backs. I'm definitely going to look to find me a running back in this range. And a guy that you've talked up yourself quite a bit, James, that is being ignored. I mean, I'm as much on the Javante Williams hype train as anybody, but it's not going to happen completely right out of the gate this year. And Melvin Gordon in round 10 is my RB4. Cha-ching, cha-ching. I'll take my chances. I'll go with the the Broncos veteran running back because I think he's still going to have some play. There's going to be some weeks I need him. And you know what? Uh, 10th round, what the heck does it matter? I now, well, first of all, I love the pick. You stole it from me because you know I was going there. I look at the other guys in this this particular round, we'll say, and it makes me go, man, should I have taken Kittle? It was the right pick. It was the value. But I wouldn't be mad getting Goddard or Fant in this range if I were drafting a team. So to me, I look at that and go, ah, man, maybe there was a a way I shouldn't have done this. Maybe that was the wrong build. Because I'll be frank, now that I look at some of this ADP, I'm not so sure we haven't found ourselves in a little bit of a dead zone. And that's going to happen in every draft. So now I'm trying to think, okay, I'm not going to take tight end. We got 12 positions. I took a tight end with pick three of my draft. So those guys are out. I'm just not going to do it, even though I could. In theory, flex one. I'm going to go down. I might. Now I'm really getting ready to reach down. You're you're a little rattled all of a sudden. I am because I wanted Melvin Gordon there. And now I'm looking (laughs) at, do I go Gus Edwards? No. Like, you know, do I go Tony Pollard? Maybe. I didn't take him. You know what? I might just get a little crazy here, Dan, and take a flyer on a guy who's moving way up the board, but still available here. 
probably was going to be available the next round, but I'm just going to take Marquez Callaway right now. And this is a, all about an absolute crapshoot because he's looked good and there's no one else in, in town. So now this is me saying, okay, you know what? The Fantastics Advisor software doesn't necessarily love this pick, but this is a group of players where, like, I want to go tight end. It doesn't make sense for my team. So this is where you have to tell yourself, okay, go get your guy. If you don't like the players here, and by the way, you look where he's going in ADP, he's skyrocketing. It may or may not pan out. That offense might not look great. But I, I've got a quarterback, so I'm not taking fields. I'm not taking a tight end. I'll, I'll take Marquez Callaway because I need a flyer at receiver. I can get behind it. I can get behind it. As we move down in the 11th round, uh, James, you got uh, – what, what are you going to do with these last two picks? All right, 11th round. That means I can have pick 121 and beyond, right? Yeah, so – Yep, you got one more pick here, 11-4, and then 12-9. I get two picks in between to finish this out. And I think what I'm going to do here is, again, just kind of reach for an upside play. I feel very good about where my running backs sit to start. I'm going to take somebody else's handy, uh, handcuff here. I'm going to take Tony Pollard because I think he's one of those players. And, again, this is where you just take your guys later in a draft, and this is a smaller draft. So he's a player that if Zeke Elliott goes down, it doesn't necessarily make sense with my DAC build. The Zeke Elliott owner might be willing to trade. I'm going to take him right now before he goes off the board. Because if you remember, Dan, I took Derrick Henry ahead of Zeke Elliott. The Zeke Elliott drafter probably is up next. Yeah, <laughs> you just snake somebody. <laughs> As we get to pick 11-9, uh, you know, I'm sitting here in the round. We're at 132 and further down on the board now. I, I pretty much love my team. The question is, is it, do I go running back or receiver for my fourth or fifth? I could go a wide receiver five. I can go a running back four. I could take Jamal Williams just because I know how much you love him. <laughs> should. <laughs> but, I, but I already sniped Gordon from you. So I'm going to go one spot down and take a guy I think has got some upside as well, especially we've seen his ADP go up five spots. As an RB5, I'll get on it all day in this round. Devin Singletary plays in one of the best offenses in football. He'll be my rb uh, five and my final pick there. And then as I come down to my final pick, James, I'm definitely going to go receiver. What receiver do I like late? That's the question mark. We're going pretty deep at receiver all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, at this spot of the draft, I'm looking around. It's like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? It could be Traquan Smith. No, no, thanks. Sterling Shepard, Amon St. Brown. I'm gonna go a little bit further down the board and take a stab on a, on a guy I think's being a little undervalued right now. And I'm going to take Paris Campbell, if, especially if Carson Wentz is actually going to start the season. Campbell, if he can stay healthy himself, those are two big what ifs with those injury prone guys. But hey, what the heck? Wide receiver six, final pick of the draft. Let's let you wrap it up. I'll take Jamal Williams. The reality is maybe I should have taken Phil Lindsay in the round before. I hadn't dug deep enough down the uh, the ADP there that we were looking at, but he definitely stood out on the Fantastics Advisor software. And a player I'd have a lot better chance of getting points out in week one than Tony Pollard. But I'll stick with my Pollard pick because it's on the board. But I'm going Jamal Williams here. I mean, I'll take another running back. Yeah, I went running back heavy because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, well, I'm flexing Juju. So once I got to the running back spots in the, in the uh, reserve draft, I'll take Robinson. I'll take Pollard. And I will take Jamal Williams here. You know I like him. He's going to get so much run in that offense. And if the receivers are as bad as they appear to be, maybe they don't run two running back sets. Like, I know that's not really how the NFL works, but I see a lot of Swift comes out after two plays where he touches the ball. 
And Williams goes in and he touches the ball for two plays. Now, I know I assumed the first down there for the Lions, which may or may not be a problem, but I think that they both can get a lot of runs. So I like Williams a lot, and there's no reason I wouldn't take him with my final pick as the first player available of this draft or this round. All right, there you have it. We've done a 12-team draft. Be sure to check it out. And if you want to do your own Fantastics draft plan, let the draft advisor help you. You can go get a free trial. You can also check out our offer with Thrive Fantasy. A $20 deposit gets you all of our touchdown packets. That's the regular season tool, the Fantastics draft advisor. $90 value, $20 deposit. You can't beat that. Go to insiderfootball.com. Click on the sign-up page there. You can always find our podcast there as well. And subscribe wherever you listen. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, to name a few. We're back on Saturday and Sunday this week. So tune in to more of our breakdowns on Fantastics Insider Football, Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio, Channel 87, and the SXM app. James, lots of fun drafting with you this time. I'm sure we'll have more drafts ahead. Take care, my friend. See you, buddy. All right. Until next time, for James Adams, I'm Dan Claskins. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast.